Hi, and welcome to The Boovie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Patty. Patty. Okay. I can't even, I can't even pretend this is my mom. (laughs) It's my mom. And we got to give her credit because it took her a very long time to figure out how to download the app. I'm just glad she's finally on (laughs) and she can listen to all of our bonus content, including our Firefly Lane series that we're currently doing. Um, So if you want, if you've read or watched the series and you want to hear us, you know, ramble on about all of that, just make sure to sign up on Patreon. And this week we are covering Holes, a classic. (laughs) A classic that I've never read or watched the movie. I don't know how you've never seen the movie. (laughs) Um, And I have titled this one... My no good, dirty, rotten, pig stealing great great grandfather. How am I supposed to put that entire title on it's our fine. episode? It's fine. <laughs> Just put the first couple. Okay. <laughs> so the book was originally published April 20th, 1998, and it's by Lewis. Lewis? Lewis. I Lewis think it's Lewis because yeah. I have something about his wife. <laughs> okay, so Lewis. Sachar. Sachar. Nailed it. We'll see. Um, It has a Goodreads rating of 3.97 out of 5, and it's 233 pages. I have to ask you, how old were you in 1998? 11. Okay. I was 8. So, like, this is exactly, like, in our prime. I'm shocked that you you had never seen it. You were reading this book? No, I was watching the movie. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, it's a young adult book, but at 8. Well, hold on. When did the movie come out? 2003. Oh, Okay. Then I probably wasn't reading it now. No, but probably like, I would say this is probably like a good book for like a 12 to 14 maybe. So I guess. Yeah. All right. But yeah. So like I said, the movie came out in 2003. I was a sophomore in high school, sophomore, junior year of high school. I was an eighth grader. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like it makes more sense that you would have saw this. At that time. Sure. I was probably way too cool for these type of things. <laughs> uh, but it, it's rated PG. It's an adventure drama comedy. It's not It's not listed as a family, which I thought was kind of interesting because it is a Disney movie. True. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's an hour and 57 minutes long. Um, it's, a couple of the reviews are saying that it's a little too edgy for Disney. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was directed by Andrew Davis. Uh, he's... He did a kind of a few big movies in like the early '90s. He did um, Under Siege, The Fugit, and The Fugitive. Um, but the last movie he directed uh, was The Guardian, starring Ashton Kutcher in 2006. I love and that then, movie. And uh, then never directed anything after that. I love that movie. I think <laughs> so. that's a Nicholas Sparks book, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I didn't realize Ashton Kutcher was in that. Yeah, it's him and um, what's that other guy? That forget his guy. name. Yeah. Uh, the IMDb synopsis reads, a wrongfully convicted boy is sent to a brutal desert detention camp, say that three times fast, <laughs> where he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason. I was actually going to title this. Uh, I can't remember. It's like trap trapophobia, and it's the fear of bunches of ho- small holes oh, or yeah. bumps. And, but I think these are like bigger holes. I went away from that. But it's like know. a real thing. People that have that, it doesn't matter the size of the hole. It could be tiny. It could be giant. They, they freak yeah, out. Yeah. Like beehives, all that yeah. stuff. Sponges, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. It's not like I'm scared of it, but like I feel for them. <laughs> right. It's kind of everywhere. Totally. So some fun facts about the book. Uh, the book won the 1998 U.S. National Book Award for Young People's Literature and the 99 Newbery Medal for the year's most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. Hmm. Uh, this book has two companion novels that followed. Holes, Stanley Elnett's Survival Guide to Camp Green Lake, that came out in 2003, and then Small Steps, which came out in 2006, and it's about armpit. Yes, I have that in my notes um, on the movie side of it because – even though it was a book that people really liked, they had no intentions of ever doing another movie about it. I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, Holes was a pretty big success. Sure, but I, I think this is one of those where it's like a one and done. I think we're good. Like, that's never stopped anybody from ever doing a sequel. No, I guess maybe. I don't know. High School Musical, I didn't mind the third one. So maybe, yeah. I will say, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't read that second book, but I have a feeling, obviously, that storyline has to be completely different you would think yeah yeah 
So I don't know. It would have been funny if they had if they went back because you know at the end of the movie they turn it into a Girl Scout yeah. camp or whatever. It would have been funny if they did a book about, about that. that. That would be interesting. Um, and then lastly, yellow spotted lizards are a major, major um, plot point in this mm-hmm. movie and book. Um, it's said that one bite from them and you are done. You're, you basically die. Um, in the book, they dislike onions, are aggressive in form nests. In reality, yellow spotted lizards are not aggressive towards human and are in fact secretive and do not form nests. So I don't know where the author got this idea to create. I didn't even know it was a real type of lizard. Apparently it is. And apparently they are not aggressive. <laughs> Interesting. (laughs) So the movie has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good for something like this. You know, Uh, the budget was $2 million and it grossed over $70 million. So quite a big success. Um, I mean, I feel like like there's so I mean, the when you're talking about movies and going to the movie theater, I feel like adult movies are way more than like the younger kids. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a struggle to find a movie that we can take Aaliyah to because... You know, we try not to be terrible parents, but uh, so I feel like these young adult movies probably always do pretty well, no matter how awful they are. At this point, though, I feel like Pixar movies are really the only movies that do well. Like, yeah, even the the ones that try to be like it are successful. I don't the know. Try to be like you mean like DreamWorks? <laughs> Didn't say it, but I said um, it. Have you seen Onward? It is fabulous. I thought that was Disney. No, it's Pixar or DreamWorks. Oh no, that is Pixar. No, that's definitely Disney. Mm. It's on Disney Plus. Onward is? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that one's great. What's the DreamWorks one that Shrek is DreamWorks? Oh, it is? Oh, I do yes. like Shrek. Anyway, um, I stand corrected, okay. I guess. <laughs> uh speaking of the onions in uh in the storyline, uh in the movie we do get a scene of Stanley and Zero eating the onions. Mm-hmm. Um they're actually apples wrapped in edible covers. They weren't actual onions. Ah. But I, I was watching this with boyfriend Ray, and I said, if you were star, he hates onions. I do too. Like, if you were starving, though, would you eat a raw onion to stay alive? To stay alive, probably. Would I enjoy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, these were sweet onions. They were a little different. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the uh, author, Louis, whatever his last name is, um, him and his wife actually, or him and his him, his daughter, and his wife actually make an appearance in the film. Uh, they're in a scene where, in like the olden days, when Sam is selling the onions, mm-hmm. they're part of that whole scene, oh, that's cute. I guess. Uh, the sploosh, which is the peaches that they find, the jarred spice peaches yeah. that Zero calls sploosh, uh, they actually were drinking something, and it was apple juice mixed with molasses. Mm. Which I thought was funny that they even like did that because you don't really see you see them drinking something, but right. you don't see. Why it. couldn't they have just drank peach Water juice or something? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also speaking of the lizards, they didn't use yellow spotted lizards. Uh, they used nine bearded dragon lizards um, for the film, and they ended up using non toxic children's finger paint to paint on the brightly colored spots. Uh, but the computer generated pretty much all of their movements when they were like attacking mm-hmm. and and charging and things. But the rest of it were actual lizards. Interesting. So the cast of the movie. Is kind of a hodgepodge of people. Yes. To say the least. Uh, we'll start off with, obviously, the star of the movie, Stanley Yelnats, is played by good old Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I mean, pre-craziness. Problematic Shia LaBeouf yeah, these so, days. <laughs> uh, so this was, obviously, he got, like, his major start uh, on Even Stevens, the Disney show. Did you watch that? I did watch that. I loved that. it. And I loved um, the name Ren. I was yes. obsessed with that name for the longest time. Uh, that was actually only on from 2000 to 2003. Hmm. In my mind, it went on forever. Well, days then, back then, felt like you know yeah years <laughs> yeah so i mean the movie came out in 2003 that's kind of when that show ended uh so this was kind of really at the height of shia labeouf's new fame totally uh but when we do know he went on to do the transformers movie he was in indiana jones um he was in a film called disturbia that i really liked and then he went cuckoo for cocoa puffs mm-hmm. uh now he does like a bunch of weird indie films not only whatnot. that but he's got some problematic issues in his personal life yeah we i did go into it i but. did read uh one his i think his parents were clowns in a circus oh. like that's was like his upbringing was that that explains a lot exactly um <laughs> Coincidentally enough, in the movie, Shia's character is accused of stealing a pair of shoes. Uh, well, he was first arrested. Um, his first arrest came when he was stealing a pair of Nike Cortezes in California in real life. 
Was he not famous at that point? Could he not have afforded those shoes? Oh, I'm sure he probably could have. <laughs> I'm sure he could have. Um, but he was not actually originally casted for this uh, for this role. Uh, Frankie Muniz was actually the first one, and oh, I can totally see him. Interesting. I can totally see him being because that was that. during Frankie's prime too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I feel like a lot of people compared them a lot. Mm. You know, I never watched Malcolm in the Middle though. I did a little bit, but I saw him in a couple other things after that or yeah. whatever. So he's from Arizona. Really? Yeah. Oh, or at least he lives here. Um, I'm sure it came down to some sort of like budgeting or mm-hmm. couldn't come down to an agreement. Uh, but I thought Shia did good. I yeah. mean, I think he's goofy and you still get, I mean, one of the best parts of him on even Stevens was like his laugh and his yell. And you still get that a little bit yeah. in this movie. Um, I also love his curly cruise. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really liked him in this movie. Uh, the warden, who is the warden over the this detention center, is played by Sigourney Weaver, who is a very famous actress. Yes. Uh, so she was in all of the Aliens movies. She was in the first Avatar and is billed to be in the next four Avatars. There's four? Yes, we've been over this. Well, I don't think you said how We many. have been over this because I can't remember what actor or actress it was, but you can see on the IMDb that they're all, they're already billed. That is way characters. too many. Also, it's been years. Right. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Well, I guess when they build a land at Disney World, Disney World's like, okay, you got to start pumping out more True. more things, I guess. Um, Sigourney Weaver actually only decided to do this film because the book was her daughter's favorite growing up. That's cute. So, um, I love her. I think she's great. I thought she was great in this she's movie. She's such a, like, feisty, redheaded, yeah. like, just perfect <laughs> for the role. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always thought she'd be great if they ever, I mean, they dummies, but like a real Cinderella um Live action. I mm-hmm. think she'd be a great evil stepmom. Ooh, I yeah. can see or, that. Or, I mean, I granted the, the evil stepsisters are, are younger, but some kind of <laughs> like that role yeah. or whatever. Mr. Sir, who is one of the, I guess you'd call him like a. He's not really the counselor. He's like the head of the council. Yeah. What do they call the, um, the guys who work at prisons? Oh, um. Like COs? Yeah. Corrections yeah, yeah he's kind of like that. Um, <laughs> is played by John Voight. Uh, he was an Anaconda. He actually won an Oscar for Best Actor in the movie Coming Home in 1970. Um, I actually thought that I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh yeah, that guy. And then looking at his like list, I was like, oh, I don't think, I've seen Anaconda, but. That's Angelina Jolie's dad, right? Oh, I have no idea. I think it is. I'm going to look it up right okay, now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't delve that far deep into it, but he yeah, was so I'm familiar. almost positive that's who, who he is. Who he is. Um, yep, John Voight. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Look at you coming out with these movie facts. Plethora of facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought he was great. I think he's goofy and yeah, played this role great. Yeah, he was a little bit older than I thought this. Like when I was reading the book, that this right. character would be, but I thought he did a great job. He just has like that stank face that's yeah. perfect for the role. <laughs> Next character is Dr. Pendansky, who in the movie, he's a doctor. He's a he's doctor. He's a doctor, in quotation marks. <laughs> um, in the book, they don't mention him being a doctor. Uh, he's played by Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, he plays in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Have you ever seen that movie? I love that, that movie. That movie is so great. He's a soggy bottom boy. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that movie is how different of a role it is for George Clooney. because oh, it's, so it's you, you don't normally see him in roles like that, and he just did perfectly. If you role. have not seen that movie please just it's, it's on tv classic. every now and then yeah. it's so good uh he's also in the series watchmen uh it's on i think hbo mm-hmm. it's a newer one he plays looking glass he's he kind of just got introduced towards like the end of last season yeah. that season that show's amazing did you know watchmen is created by one of the creators of lost i did not i still i know where you're going with this no i haven't finished lost i don't even remember what happened <laughs> It's a, it's a lost given cause. Up. It's a lost cause. Uh, uh, and he also had a small role in the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which... Great show. Amazing. <laughs> but I really liked him. I thought he was really good for this part yeah. as well. Uh, next character is Zero. Hector Zeroni is played by Cleo Thomas. He's been in uh, not really a whole lot. The only other movie that I noticed that he was in was Roll Bounce. Never saw that. <laughs> Do you know what it's, it's, it's like? It's like a roller skating Yeah, movie, we should have right? watched it before we went roller skating for your birthday a few years ago. No, because then I would have been like, wow, these people are really good and I'm terrible. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but he's done a couple episodes in Shameless, Bones, Parenthood, Sons of Anarchy, 90210, House, and CSI, but never has really 
found his mm-hmm. place. He's been in these big shows, but just for one or two episodes yeah. here or there. Um, his mother is Moroccan. His is Moroccan, and his dad is African American, and they're Jewish. And he actually celebrated his uh, uh, bar mitzvah during the filming of this movie. That's cute. But I thought he was so cute. I haven't looked him up lately to see like what he looks like as an adult. But he I'm looks sure. like a grown version of Zero. Oh, cute! <laughs> I think he's so adorable. Yeah, so I, I can't thought... really call him adorable now, can I? He's probably uh, older than me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he is. But I thought he did a really good job. I like I like this character coming yeah. came to life. Uh, next character, or before I go to the next character, I was going to talk about some of the other kids in this movie, but really n- none of them did anything right. after, and after this movie. That doesn't like, surprise me. No, but it's like, you, you think one or two of them would have hit. The one that plays X-Ray, I don't know his name, but like for whatever reason, I feel like he has possibly, like I'm, I feel like I I've mean, seen I, him somewhere. Yeah, I mean, but... I looked it up and I didn't recognize anything yeah. and the it's rest probably just because we see, we, we, I've seen his face because of this movie yeah. and just assume that he's gone to do other things. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's the reason why I didn't go into <laughs> any fair. of the other kids. Uh, next character is Clyde Sweetfeet Livingston uh, is played by Rick Fox. Also another problematic yeah. individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he was actually born Ulrich Alexander Fox. That's a terrible name. Right. Uh, he's Canadian. He was born in Toronto, played basketball at UNC, and then also played for the Celtics and the Lakers. He was married to Vanessa Williams for about six years. Um, he appeared in The Big Bang Theory in an episode I just watched. He played... Um, <laughs> Bernadette's like ex-boyfriend. Bernadette? Uh-huh. No Bernadette. Know, right? uh, but his longest role uh, was in a show called Greenleaf, which I've never seen. Mm. Um, but other than that, he's just kind of been, he had a couple cameos here or there. But mm. He's an athlete first and foremost in my eyes. But... Yeah. So, but that's not who I thought was going to play. <laughs> what, did you think it was like Michael Jack- Jordan or something? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, it was a baseball player. Like that was the, the role of this. So True. I thought it was funny that they... A casted a player. professional baseball player or basketball player so i mean it was whatever <laughs> he's probably trying to like make his name uh in in film and probably, television yeah and was like please cast me <laughs> yes uh next character is kissing kate barlow played by patricia arquette uh, obviously her brother famously is uh david arquette and she uh you know was married to nicholas cage for six years so oh. we're just gonna not talk about that <laughs> uh but she was uh in or on the show Medi- she starred in the show medium for a very long time and she was also in csi cyber which hmm. i never watched uh she has an oscar for her supporting role in boyhood in 2014 it's a good um, movie. yeah i uh i her teeth bother me <laughs> In this movie or in general? In, in life. Oh, like, okay. she's one of those ones that has a snaggle tooth that I'm like, just mm. fix it. Yeah. But it drives me nuts. But I guess maybe that's like her thing. Yeah. Uh, before shooting this movie, though, she didn't know how to ride a horse. So she had to learn how to ride a horse for this role. That sounds like a, uh, a fair trade off. Like, I would like to learn a, a trade like that in order to play a role. Yeah. Like, you, you get paid and you learn something. Have new. you ever ridden a horse? Um, I think I've ridden on the. Like, someone was riding it, and I was sitting behind them. It doesn't count. So, no. <laughs> I was on a horse. I had a good friend growing up who had horses, mm-hmm. so we did that every now and then. She just recently was in, I think it's called The Act, that Hulu series, um, mm. with uh, Joey King. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good show. Sad, but very good. Mm, I, I like I, her. I think I like her brother more. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know him from all the Scream movies. Yeah. Okay. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. Uh, but I, I like this character. I'm glad that they uh, brought this character more into the movie because um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of She fun. brought it to life, definitely. Yeah. Uh, last character to talk about is Stanley's father. Stanley, I think the third, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, played by the famous, very famous Henry Winkler. Obviously, he's the Fonz from Happy Days. Uh, he's done a couple movies with Adam Sandler in The Waterboy, Little Nicky, and Click. And he also had short roles in Arrested Development and Parks and Rec. And in Holes. And in Holes. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like, he's such an iconic actor to just see him in these random roles is just so funny you know (laughs) yeah for sure so yeah so that's it awesome all right time for who said it all right your first one is you'll be surprised what you can accomplish if you set your mind to it after all you only have one life so you should try to make the most of it mr pendansky yes or doctor (laughs) in the movie who knows (laughs) next up when you spend your whole life living in a hole the only way you can go is up Mm -hmm. 
Kate. Mm. Kate? I don't know. <laughs> no, zero. Oh. <laughs> Next up. Well, the first hole's the hardest. Oh, gosh. Uh, X-ray. Mm. Uh, armpit. Start naming them all. Uh, zigzag. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Magnet. Dang it. <laughs> Last one. You can pretend you found it first thing in the morning. Then you can get the whole day off instead of just an hour or so this afternoon. That was Stanley. Yes. Or the, caveman, depending or on caveman. who you ask. The Neanderthal. <laughs> all right. F. Mary Kill is a little difficult because most of the, well, Slim not most, pickets. all of the kids were underage. So your options are Mr. Sir, Mr. or Dr. Pendansky, oh and the warden. Oh, you didn't give me Clyde? Nope. Dang. What Clyde? He's so irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh goodness gracious! Um, I am going to actually marry the warden because I feel like she's very um, misunderstood, and really the story behind it. I'm like, yeah, I would go crazy too, trying if, to find trying this to loot. find this yeah. stuff like that. She was brought up, you know, in it. Um, I will kill Mister Sir because he's too weird. Oh gosh, that doesn't leave a good option uh <laughs> and i will dig a hole with mr pendansky <laughs> okay um i will marry mr pendansky he just seems like a very nice guy and you know he's really just out there trying to make a living mm-hmm. and you know um he wants to help the kids <laughs> uh i will kill mr sir because gross um <laughs> and i will dig a hole with the warden wonderful <laughs> See, not too far off. <laughs> uh, so I was actually surprised how long this movie was, considering the book is only 200 and some pages. I'm like, two-hour two movie? That's because they left zero uh, parts out of the book. It's literally, <laughs> the book is literally the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll go through it, but not a lot changed in this. No, it's pretty crazy. I was actually kind of bored. <laughs> You know, like, I think when we're watching these movies and stuff, you're like, okay, what's going to change? Like, you're expecting yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, man, I wish you would have watched the movie first then, if you were bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I knew it was going to happen. Anyway, so the movie starts off uh, with kids are digging holes in the middle of the desert. It's just, quote unquote, the lake. And it's Barf Bag. <laughs> Good old Barf Bag. <laughs> Good old Barf Bag. Actually, the kid who plays Barf Bag was the one kid that was, like, actually in other things really? but he's in the movie for like 20 seconds right. so um but he ends up getting purposely bit by a snake making it seem like these kids are willing to do literally anything to get away from this place mm-hmm. uh so the next thing we get is stanley um gets hit by these shoes that are just falling the one thing that i really hated about this movie though is like the slow motion parts <laughs> like randomly they'll just put in like everyone's moving in slow motion and i didn't understand like it wasn't dramatic it was no, just not at all random just to do something just to have some sort of difference yeah so stanley gets hit with these shoes that fly out of nowhere and we kind of find out that his family has been cursed for 150 years and he ends up getting arrested. And we also find out that his, in the movie, they say that his dad is trying to find a cure for stinky feet. There is one difference, I guess, because in the book, he kind of stumbles upon that. Right. Um, but his main, his main thing he's trying to, he's trying to recycle shoes. Yeah. Basically find a new use for old shoes. I right. Guess. So, the, and then ends up stumbling into the stinky feet. In the yeah. movie, that's his main purpose in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we find out that the shoes that, that ended up hitting Stanley that he ends up getting arrested because I think he stole them were from Clyde Sweetfeet Livingston, who's a famous baseball player. We then see Stanley at court and find out that he is convicted of stealing these shoes and that there is a vacancy at Camp Green Lake. And I think in the book, they kind of give him the choice of like, you can either go to jail Mm -hmm. or you can go here. And basically, Stanley, I felt so bad. He's like, well, I've never been to camp before. I'm like, same, kid, same. You know what to camp? No. We went, in my fifth grade class, we had like an overnight at a camp for two nights. And that was really the That's kind of what I had, too. I didn't go to like a summer camp where it was like all summer long. See, now looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that. I was such like a homesick kid that I don't think I could have ever done it. But I did watch the show Bug Juice on Disney. Did you ever watch it? What's that? It was like... (laughs) arguably one of the first reality TV shows. It was like a summer camp and it was like a real summer camp and Disney did a whole show about it. It was called Bug Juice. Why was it called Bug Juice? I think it was like the Kool-Aid that they drank or something. But like, 
I don't know. And it was like, the kids were like the same age as us. So like, we like had crushes on these kids, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he decides that he will go to Camp Green Lake instead of going to jail. So he's on the bus headed to Camp Green Lake. And something that they added in the movie, we see a ghost or a image of this. Like a ghost. mirage almost. Yes, <laughs> of this guy on the side of the road with his mule. Uh, who we find out later who that actually is. But we go in, we, you know, come to Camp Green Lake and it's this little ghost town and there's no lake. It didn't exactly look the way I thought it was going to. What did you expect? I mean, this actually had like buildings. Like, True. It, like, I wasn't expecting buildings yeah. or anything. It's I hard because I had already seen the movie. Yeah. So I already knew, envisioned what it would look <laughs> yeah. like. And then we get introduced to Mr. Sir, who's eating a bunch of sunflower seeds. And he basically tells Stanley like, just make sure you uh, get used to being thirsty because you're going to constantly be thirsty. And literally while I was reading this book, I just kept getting thirsty because they were talking about it so much yeah. that I was like, okay, I'm going to take a drink of water you, now. You realized how much you take water for granted because oh, I sure. rarely drink water, even though I should be. I know. I remember you saying, I have a headache. And <laughs> Have you drank any water in the last 24 hours? Today, I've drank more than I normally would. Wow. I don't know why. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but he also tells them that... You know, there's nothing keeping them there. There's no fences. There's no guard towers. There's nothing because if you leave here, there's nothing for 100 miles. There's no water. There's no nothing. So he then tells them that their job while they're there is to dig one hole each day, five feet by five feet. It sounds really hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't think I could do it. Have you ever like tried to use a shovel? Because I have and I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I mean, I'm sure. Remember when we volunteered to build that playground? Yeah. I, I, I made sure to go to like the cute little flower box area right. where they were making the, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. no digging for yes. me. Uh, and then we also find out about the yellow spotted lizards and that they will kill you if, if they bite you. Uh, and then we also get introduced to Dr. Pendansky. <laughs> Not sure why they felt they needed to add him as a doctor. Who knows? Just to make him goofier, I guess. Probably. Uh, but he tells the kids, like, just make sure you do not upset the warden. If there's one one rule here, do not upset the warden. And then we get introduced to uh, the D-Squad. Uh, <laughs> all of the kids, we get X-ray, squid, armpit, magnet, and zigzag. And then we also get introduced to little Zero as well. Uh, the food's gross. Yeah. There. Like, it's basically prison food. So I'm like, hey, you could be in jail right now, which is probably the same. And you wouldn't have to dig a hole. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Stanley's telling them, like, you know, why they're trying to figure out why he's there. And he said, I stole a pair of shoes that belonged to Clyde. And Zero, who usually never speaks, speaks up and says, did they have red X's on them? Come to find out a little bit later that there's a tie between that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is where we see kind of a flashback of Clyde testifying in court against Stanley saying that those were his shoes to come find out that he had donated them to a homeless shelter to auction off. Yeah. But they just left them out. (laughs) (laughs) And then we kind of get a little flash about family or about Stanley's family. And he talks about how his great grandpa, um, was robbed by kissing Kate Barlow at one point and that, that his family's had terrible luck and that his, his grandpa had had all this money that ended up getting stolen. Uh, and he had gotten it from like the stock stock market market or something. So we get little flashes of random things throughout this. Well, and kissing Kate left him for dead. She didn't actually kill him, but he somehow survived by some stroke of luck. (laughs) Quote, unquote, luck. Quote, unquote. (laughs) So the next morning, they have to get up super, super early. They grab their shovels. And they're told if you find anything interesting when you dig your hole, you have to turn it in. And if it's interesting enough, you will get the rest of the day off. So now they're starting to dig holes. And the boys are they're picking on Stanley. And they're throwing a bunch of dirt into his hole to make it. Mm-hmm. longer and i don't think that actually happens in the book no what stanley realizes is as he's digging he doesn't his trajectory is not far enough so mm-hmm. he was throwing the dirt realizing oh no eventually I, I need the space for the five feet so i yeah basically i'm doing all the work that i'm just gonna have to redo <laughs> right <laughs> but no the boys don't throw their dirt in his right. hole um so we then get a flashback scene of stanley's great great grandfather and we hear the story of kind of how their bad luck came to be. Um, would you like to tell the story? Or would you like me to tell this story? Uh, I can tell it. <laughs> okay, and go ahead. Spill in it um, as needed. Uh, so basically, yes, the original um, 
member of the Yelnats family lived in Latvia. Uh, he was in love with this woman or this girl and wanted to ask her dad for her hand in marriage. And he's like, well, there's another guy who also wants her hand and also he's willing to give me a pig. <laughs> so he goes to uh, Madame Zeroni, catch the name, um, and she tells him, okay, take this tiny runt pig and every single day take it up to the mountain and let it drink the water. As the pig grows, you will also grow and, you know, um, you'll be ready eventually to, to present the pig. But remember, once that's done, you also need to come and bring Madame Zeroni up to the mountain as well. Otherwise, your family will be cursed for always and eternity. <laughs> um, so he does it. He, the, the pig grows. He goes to, you know, uh, uh, present it and... The girl, like an idiot, is like, well, which pig is bigger? And the, the dad's like, well, they're both the same size. She's like, um, okay, well, like, pick a number, I guess. Yeah. He's like, yeah, actually, never mind. I thought yeah, I liked he's you, like but... devastated. Yeah, he's, he's like, no thanks. Um, so he actually ends up going to America, never having finished his task of taking Madame Zeroni up the mountain. So that's what curses the Yelnats family. Well, and it's so funny. I don't know if I just kind of, like you know, busted through this, this book as quick as possible. Cause I was like, Oh, it's so short, but I missed so many parallels <laughs> in this book. Oh, really? That tie to like the end. Oh, there's even one I didn't notice till the end of the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. I don't know. Can't wait to find out what that yeah. was. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the next thing we get though, is Stanley has all these like really bad blisters on his hand from, from digging all day. And we find out that zero is actually the fastest digger of the group. He just kind of is always done, uh, the entire, or before anybody else. And something I thought was so funny is that Stanley finally gets done with his hole and then he can't get up. And I was like, same, <laughs> that would be my, I'd be like, okay, right, I'll live here now. You would think five feet's not that, I mean, I'm a little, yeah, it would be hard for me for sure. Cause I'm only five, four. Yeah, that means you only have like five. Yeah, there's no way. I have to. Yeah, really I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna live here now. Um, but Stanley, after he digs this hole, almost gets bitten by a yellow spotted lizard, and Mister Sir actually ends up shooting it. I think this is actually added into the movie. Correct. I don't remember this in the book. That's so, but I thought it was such a goofy scene. Yeah. But I thought it was funny too. <laughs> um, but he ends up writing a letter to his mom after this, and basically telling her how great camp is, and it's everything he dreamed of because <laughs> he doesn't want her to yeah. to worry. And what I'm a like, good son! What a good son! And the next day, while they're while they're digging, uh, Stanley finds a fossil. And he takes it. I, I can't remember. In the movie, I think he takes it to Mr. Pendansky and he's like, Yeah, no one's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he actually does take it. Yeah. yeah. And he takes it and he's like, Thought that the, it was very interesting to him, which it is. Right. But obviously, it wasn't the interesting that the warden would be looking for. Because apparently, we don't know this yet, but she's looking for something very specific. Yes. <laughs> so he does not get the day off. <laughs> So now we flash back to years ago and we see, we get to find out that the warden's family actually used to run the town and there used to be a beautiful lake. The town was really nice. And there was a man named Sam who was the onion seller. And he had a very old mule by the name of Mary Lou. <laughs> and he used to only feed her onions <laughs> that, that people would actually buy the onions to give to Mary Lou. So cute. Um, and come to find out that lizards don't like the onion juice that he sells. And that's why a lot of people will drink it to ward off all of these deadly lizards. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> so now we're back in present time and they're, the boys are digging an x-ray who's kind of the leader of that group mm -hmm. or the bully of that group. Tell Stanley, okay, if you find anything... You need to give it to me. Like, you haven't been here that long. Like, if anyone deserves a day off, it's me. Right. So Stanley's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And these guys are still kind of picking on him. But they're now they're in the rec room. And some kid from a different group of kids ends up hitting Stanley. And he gets into this, you know, fight with him. And they keep saying, like, don't mess with the caveman. Don't mess with the caveman. And Stanley's like, oh, my God, who is the caveman? Like, <laughs> He's I don't, dangerous. Yeah. Come to find out that is the nickname that they have given him. Uh, so I, it, it, in the movie, they add a couple times before they call him the Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. uh, that, I guess that's one thing to note that we didn't point on earlier. In the book, Stanley is actually, like, a very chubby kid. 
ah, I wanted to mention yeah. that when you were doing characters. Yes, he's like overweight mm-hmm. and like he towers over other children because there's a plot line where back at school, there's a kid that's way smaller than him that picks on him. Yeah. But because he's so nice, he doesn't do anything. But yeah, they make a point to keep reiterating that he's a chubbier kid. Yeah. So, so And that he actually loses weight in the book. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean... It worked out because Shia LaBeouf kind of looks like a caveman with like the shaggy sure, hair, yeah. like, but not, not the way I think that they yeah. intended it to be presented <laughs> in the book. Uh, but then the next day we see that um, X-Ray upgrades uh, Stanley to like a better spot in line when they're getting water. They bump him in front of Zero because they pick on Zero like no other. I know. So they're having a group chat uh, with Mr. Pendansky and he's trying to mentor them and I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of this. We got a little bit more in the book about, you know, they talk about what they want to do in the future mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. Um, but they don't really, they don't touch on it too much in the in the uh, movie. They focus more on Pendansky picking on Zero. Right. Like, he's very, very mean to Zero, which yeah. I thought was strange. At one point, he says, like, his name's Zero because there's nothing in his head. Yeah, it's like, that is are so you here mean. to help the kids or are you not here to help the kids? <laughs> so mean. Uh, but then we find out that Stanley's family are in jeopardy of getting uh, evicted from their house because the smell of the shoes are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, like, these little, like, flashes of what's happening with Stanley's family throughout the movie. Uh, so as... As uh, Stanley is reading this letter from his family about the smell, he's laughing. And Zero asks him, asks him, you know, what are you laughing at? And Stanley tells him. And then he, come to find out, he tells Stanley that he can't read. And he asks Stanley to teach him. And Stanley says no. I'm like, rude. Yeah, but then in the book, though, it's, I mean, they talk about Stanley's like, I wouldn't even know how to teach someone to read. And I'm like... I wouldn't know how to teach someone to read. It's tough. I mean, we learned because we were so young. But mm-hmm. if, you know, I look at like my parents mm-hmm. who were grown adults when they had to learn English. And it's like, it is very difficult. English is one of the hardest languages to learn, in my opinion. Which I'm glad I learned it when I was right. growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I still wish I would have been taught Spanish or something when I was a baby. Because it's mm. way easier. I'm, it's not in my brain. I can't speak. I've tried to speak a different language. It's just. Doesn't work. I will say, as someone who speaks a different language, mm-hmm. picking up new languages is a lot easier. Mm, that's so great for you. <laughs> <laughs> what other languages have you picked up on? Well, I'm just saying, like, in, it, because English is so different than any mm-hmm. other language, it's it doesn't really relate. But, yeah. like, when I speak Farsi, there's certain words that are from French origin. So why aren't you speaking French? You should be fluent. Je m'appelle Rocha. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My point is, um, you know, like... Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. Italian, they all have the similarities. Yeah, exactly. Yes, my brain doesn't doesn't flick <laughs> doesn't that compute. way. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, so now they're digging holes again, and Stanley actually finds something. And he. it looks like it could be like a bullet shell. Um, they're not exactly sure what it is. Um, but he gives it to X-Ray, and they, find, they do see that there is a, an engraved heart on it with the letters KB on it. And X-Ray is about to turn it in. And Stanley goes, well, that's dumb. Your hole's almost finished. Why don't you, why don't you give it to them tomorrow? Uh, and then you'll get the whole day off. Something that they kind of brush over in the movie is that every day they're in a different spot. Mm-hmm. So they found it, let's say, in spot three. The next day they could be in spot 10, right. nowhere near it. So um, they kind of brush over that a little bit about That's how they're true. not going to be in the same spot. So then the next day they show up and they are now in a different spot when X-Ray then turns the the thing in to, they call him mom, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Vendansky. And, and so that's when the warden shows up and she gives X-Ray the day off, double showers and a snack. Um, but she wants them to start digging immediately in that spot where they are, have told them that's where he found it. Right. But in reality, they sh- probably should have been digging where they actually mm-hmm. found it. At this point in the book, I think uh, Stanley makes a mental note to remember the hole that he found mm-hmm. it in just in case. Like right. he's like, actually, I should probably remember where specifically that hole was in case it comes into yeah. you know, importance. So the the warden has them, you know, get there. They get more water. She's actually very nice when she first shows up, mm-hmm. saying, you know, very supportive and tells them that they need to start digging. And, and it, I mean, it's pretty, um, it's pretty extensive in the book. They talk about, 
the days that go on and on and mm-hmm. on as they're digging in this one spot. Um, we don't get it as much in the movie. No, we just get it in like the progression of like the holes the hole and how they all bigger. connect into each <laughs> other and things like that. Um, but she does tell them at this point, because none of them have met the warden pretty much until this point. And she knows all of their names, knows mm-hmm. all their nicknames and ends up telling them that the camp is wired and that she hears everything that they say. And sees, apparently. And sees (laughs) that they're hoping not in the shower. (laughs) Uh, So now we get a flashback from years ago, and we see Sam, the onion seller, and a woman named Catherine at the schoolhouse. And we get the idea that these two very much like each other. Um, It is important to know in this this time frame that Sam is African-American and Catherine is white. Mm Mm-hmm. And she works at the schoolhouse and she keeps finding things for him to fix. (laughs) I can fix that. Yeah, I can fix that. (laughs) Uh, And so there's like a leaky roof that he fixes. And he does this all in exchange for her spiced peaches that she's famously known for. And there's another man in the town named Trout Walker who really likes Catherine and wants to go out with her. And he keeps asking her out and she keeps saying, no, thank you. <laughs> Very nicely. <laughs> Very nicely. Uh, and then we get a scene back in the present day at the camp. And it, we just see this big giant hole that these kids have been digging. And they haven't found anything. Because they're not digging in the right spot. <laughs> so then we flash back to that same era with Sam and Catherine. And find out that they are fully in love with each other. And they end up kissing. And Trout Walker sees them kiss. In the book's... I think a woman sees them like a neighbor. Yeah. They're all like, they're out in like the main part of the town or whatever. And they don't think that anybody's watching them, but some uh, lady is like walking out of one of the stores and happens to find them. Uh, So then we go back to present day at the camp and the warden is just livid that they haven't found anything. So she's no longer nice to them. Hmm. She's very upset about it. So now we're flashed back to the Sam and Catherine story. And we now see that someone has set her schoolhouse on fire and she goes to the sheriff to tell him that it's on fire and he's a dirt bag and is drunk and is handsy and is zero help and tells her that they're going to hang Sam because it's illegal for him to kiss her. Right. And then she goes to try to warn Sam and they have killed Mary Lou. The mule. How dare they? How dare them? And then <laughs> Sam's trying to escape on the boat and he does not escape either. He, while he's on his boat, they shoot and they kill him as well. Like the horrible people mm-hmm. they are. So now we flash back to present day at the camp and the boys are going back to their individual holes because that's not working anymore. So now we flash back again. <laughs> this this movie jumps around way more than than the book did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now we see that Catherine is back in town. And this is her progression into kissing Kate Barlow. And she's basically shooting. She shoots the sheriff and she gives him a kiss and leaves town. She's on her revenge <laughs> spree spree. So now we go back to present day camp and the boys see a storm over in the mountains. Cause they can see the mountains around them and they're the counselors basically tell them like, yeah, don't get too excited. It never comes out this way. And at this point, magnet, one of the boys steals Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds from his truck or mm-hmm. wherever he is. And they're throwing the seeds around, kind of passing them around and they try to hand them to Stanley and Stanley fumbles them and the seeds go everywhere. Actually, I think he's trying not to catch it because he doesn't want them. Right. In the book, there's like dialogue where he's like, I don't actually care, but like, He's but while he's thinking about this, he doesn't realize that the bag has been been thrown and then he has no time to catch it. Right. So, so he ends up taking the blame for the sunflower seeds because he doesn't want to rat out, you know, the guys in his camp anymore. And he's trying to be on their good side. And so Mr. Sir ends up taking him to the warden's house. And we see posters and pictures of kissing Kate Barlow all over her house. And she ends up asking Stanley to grab her nail polish come to find out that there is rattlesnake venom in that nail polish. And it's like pink in the movie, in the book, they talk about how red it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what was the point of changing that? Right. You couldn't find red nail polish. Right. (laughs) So she paints her nails and then she backhands Mr. Sir. I love this part. For wasting her time because she doesn't care about his stupid (laughs) sunflower seeds. Um, So Stanley goes back to camp and zero is digging the rest of Stanley's hole. 
because he's like, that was cool that you took, you know, Mm -hmm. took that blame. And he's like, you know, what does he say? He said, you know, why are you digging my hole? And he's like, well, you didn't steal those sunflower seeds and you also didn't steal the shoes. So then we kind of find out. Hint, hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Right. (laughs) So at this point, Stanley's like, all right, like you're doing something nice for me. Okay. I will teach you how to read. Um, but then we see that Mr. Sir is really obviously pissed at Stanley. So he doesn't feel his water anymore. It just basically goes into the dirt. And we come to find out that the tube that the boys found, um, a while ago was actually a tube of lipstick from Kissing Kate Barlow. Another hint of what's happening. In the book, I don't think like Stanley tells this to Zero. I think you just like, yeah. it's like a revelation that happens within his, his head. We get a lot of inner dialogue from Stanley yeah. in the book. And so then we see Stanley teaching Zero how to read and write his name. And this is where Zero decides that, you know, he'll he'll dig some of Stanley's hole because Stanley's teaching him how to read. We get way more of the of him teaching him mm-hmm. in the book. Um, we don't really get barely any of it in the movie. No, I guess that's not interesting. Right, I guess not. <laughs> um, but this is where we find out that... Uh, Zero's real name is actually Hector Zeroni. Mm, hmm. We've heard that name we've before. We've heard that name before. Um, but we find out, I love this, because at one point Zero says, I'm not stupid. Or I think Stanley said, he goes, Zero isn't stupid. He just doesn't answer stupid questions. Mm. And I'm like, amen. We should all be that way. We should all be that way. <laughs> um, but we find out that Zero was homeless at one point, and he doesn't know where his mom is at all. So... Now the boys are kind of picking on Stanley because Zero is helping him dig his holes. Actually, I feel like in the movie, Stanley's like helping or they're digging them at the same time. In the book, Stanley actually just sits outside the hole yeah. and watches Zero dig. <laughs> and well, I remember reading it and been like, why don't you just help him? Then you'd be right. done even Faster, quicker. Yeah. So. so anyways, but I guess the whole thing is that he wanted him to rest so he could teach him, right. I guess. But he ends up getting, Stanley ends up getting... Uh, into a fight with Zigzag because of this. And Pendansky breaks it up, but then tells Stanley to hit him. He's like, no, go ahead and hit him. <laughs> hit him. And Stanley doesn't want to. And then Zero ends up jumping in and basically choking out Zigzag. I'm, I'm, I was impressed how strong Zero was. Yeah. He's feisty, man. <laughs> so, but then at this point, the warden comes out to, to figure out what's going on. And they tell him that, you know, zero has been digging Stanley's hole and they told him that, you know, this is where our agreement and she doesn't want, she doesn't want anyone to teach zero how to read. Everyone's going to be digging their own holes. And at this point, zero ends up hitting Pendansky with a shovel. Cause he's such a jerk to him, right. which I'm like, I don't blame you, man. Well, he's like, I'm done digging holes. Like yeah. this is, um, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. And he runs off. And, you know, like we said before, there's nothing, there's nothing keeping them there, but there's nothing for hundreds of miles from the camp. So at this point, the warden is telling them, wipe Zero's files. He was never here. No one's going to come looking for him here. Pretend like he's never here. So Stanley knows that through the stories of his great grandfather, when he was robbed, that the reason that he survived is because he found refuge on God's thumb. So he's hoping that 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 is where Zero is headed because he can maybe right. find refuge up there. And then the next thing that happens, a new boy shows up named Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he's there because he likes joyriding. He steals cars and joyrides them. And so the next day they're digging... They're digging these holes and Stanley, when the water truck comes by, steals the water truck. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Until he drives it into a hole. <laughs> Which is so funny. And so he gets out of the truck and then he runs off trying to find Zero. Because that's what he was trying to do. He's trying to steal the truck so he could go find Zero. The 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 idea was great because yeah. the water is in the truck. Mm-hmm. He knows Zero is going to be thirsty. So yeah. genius idea. He Just did not account for the holes. The giant <laughs> holes that they've been digging for months. <laughs> um, while he's walking there to find Zero, he finds an empty bag of onions and an overturned boat. And under the boat, he finds Zero. 
Uh, and Zero has been been alive because he has found these jars of some substance that he calls sploosh. <laughs> uh, come to find out that they're actually peaches from over a hundred years ago. Yeah. Which are probably not the best. <laughs> Uh, so Stanley tells Zero that they need to go back. Like, let's go back. We'll figure this out. But Zero does not want to go back. So they decide to make the trip up to God's Thumb. And they have to climb up this mountain. And at one point, Zero has the shovel. And he's trying to get Stanley up. And he ends up cutting his hands really mm. badly. Which was gross and hurt my hands to watch. Um, but we see that, that Zero is struggling. I think in the book, they actually have him like have a really bad stomach ache yeah. because of the peaches <laughs> of the hundred year old peaches, right. but they don't mention that in the movie at all. So now cause zero can't walk anymore. Stanley ends up carrying zero up the mountain. Like Madame Zeroni was supposed to. Is that, that the thing? That was the thing I didn't, I didn't have until I saw the movie. So you didn't realize the Yelnats took the Zeroni up the mountain. Not at that point. No. <laughs> Okay. No, no. See, the parallels were lost a little okay. bit. It's fine. We got there at the end. We got yep, there. Yep. Um, but so they make it up to the top of the mountain and they find a bunch of muddy water and onions. Like in the book, it's like, it, it just seems way too easy in the movie. <laughs> like, 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 oh, here's some water and here's some yeah. onions. Like it was very sped up. This whole portion. This of whole God's portion, thumb. because in the in the book, I think Stanley drops the the shovel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually. Yeah, he loses the shovel, so he has to climb back down to where he lost it, and then climb back up. I think this is the point where he gets back to um, zero, and he's like passed down. He's yeah. like, bro, like get up, yeah. like you can't just be passing <laughs> out. <laughs> so yeah, th- it's much more drawn out in the book. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a flash to Stanley's parents in real time, and his dad's done it. He's created an odor eliminator for for the stinky feet. By accident. By accident. <laughs> and come to find out, it smells like peaches and onions. Interesting. And could it be? Could the bad luck of the Yalnatses be gone because... Zeroni got up to the mountain? Hmm. Hmm, I think it could be. <laughs> but we come to find out, Zero ends up telling Stanley that he is the one that actually stole the shoes from the homeless shelter because he just thought they were a random donation. He's like, you know, stuff comes here all the time and they look cool to me. And we see him walking down the street in these cleats. <laughs> um, and then we see that Stanley's lawyer actually is showing up at the at the camp because stanley his since his bad luck is is over they have now quitted him and found out that he was actually somewhere else during the time that these were stolen so the boys do decide to head back down the mountain because they want to dig one more hole because stanley remembers where the tuba lipstick came from so he asked he asked zero like what do you think about digging one last hole (laughs) so then we get a flashback to the olden days. And we see kissing Kate Barlow is now confronting Trout Walker. And this is years later. And she's back at the lake. The lake has completely dried up. They tell her that it has not rained since the day that they killed Sam. And they know that she buried a bunch of of money somewhere in this lake. And that they need her to tell them where this is. And... She refuses and she ends up finding this yellow spotted lizard and has it bite her. And I think she has it bite her in in the movie on the arm. In mm-hmm. the book, it's the ankle. Does she do it herself in the no. book? I think it just comes up. It like shows up and just bites her, right? Right. Okay, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the movie, she's very much making it happen. <laughs> so um, she basically tells them, you know, his family can dig and dig and dig for a hundred years and they will never find her treasure. And then she dies. So they don't know where it is. So that is, we come to find out that is what they are looking for. They are Mm -hmm. looking for the money that she stole from Stanley's great, great grandfather and has buried in this lake somewhere. That's what the warden has been having all of these poor boys dig for. 
So now we're back at camp in present day and the boys find the hole where they found the lipstick and they find a treasure chest. I think in the book, it's like a more like a briefcase type thing. It's not like this like pirate treasure chest. I mean, it doesn't look as cool on, <laughs> no, on TV and film. Um, but also they find a ton of lizards. And at this point, the boys are kind of trapped inside of this this hole because the lizards are there and they don't want to move. But also Mr. Sir, Mr. Pendansky and the warden have shown up and they see that the boys have found this treasure and Mm -hmm. they want it. Um, And they end up telling Stanley that they know that he's innocent. And, and we kind of find out that the, the lizards are not biting the boys and they don't know why the boys aren't being bitten. Yeah. But we then remember they've been eating onions for the past week. Fascinating. That supposedly the lizards hate. Right. Also, can I just say that literally the warden was like, oh, just let them be. They're eventually going to be killed by these lizards. Right. Like, what a terrible human she being. She doesn't care. <laughs> she does like, not care. Like, just give me the loot. Uh, but Stanley's lawyer ends up showing back up. And then I love this point. The lawyer shows up and then the boys just stand up and walk out. I'm like, you could have done that. Like, they were probably like, okay, well, if they haven't bitten us by now, I think we're safe. Well, and probably they're like, okay, if we get out now they're gonna probably shoot us and take this treasure too i guess yeah, maybe true um but we find out because at one point uh zero's like stanley and he goes yell nats that's your name backwards and you're like okay why why is he saying yeah. this come to find out that the chest actually has stanley yell name on it being his great great grandfather the beauty of renaming their children the same exact name yes. over and over again. <laughs> yes. Everyone is named Stanley Yomas. Um, but now that now that Stanley's free, he does say that he refuses to leave uh, Camp Greenlake without... He refuses to leave unless Zero leaves with him. And they're trying to say, no, he can't go. And... <laughs> then they ask the warden, well, let us, let us see his files come to find out. If you remember, they've completely destroyed zero's files. So they have no reason to keep him mm-hmm. there. So we, then the camp ends up going under investigation because clearly what they were doing is not right. okay. And then it finally rains and the boys do this giant Yay. dance in the rain. But not before <laughs> Mr. Sir gets arrested randomly. Yeah, he randomly gets arrested for... He's like, Violating parole. Yeah. I think. Just, I think that was, at, was that, added that was added in the movie. For sure. uh, and then we, we do actually get to see... In the book, we don't see this played out when they actually open up the chest. We mm-hmm. kind of... They tell us what was in it yeah. eventually. Um, but they're back at home with Stanley's parents and they open it and there's a bunch of gold and gems and they said there's millions of dollars worth of bonds in there. Mm -hmm. And in the book, there's less than a million dollars in there. There's not that much money. So I guess dramatic effect for the movie. (laughs) I guess. One thing I want to mention before they go back home, Mm -hmm. there's one scene at the very end where the warden asks Stanley to just open the chest so she can see it. And he just goes, excuse me? Yeah. Because this entire movie, all she ever says when someone steps out of line is, excuse me? Right. And I was like, yes, Yes. tell him, Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Or tell her. Yeah. Um, But so the boys end up splitting what was inside of the chest, which I thought was very nice. And Hector uses his his part of the money to hire a private investigator and he ends up finding his mom. We don't actually get to see this in the book at all. So I thought that was cute that they added it. Um, but then also added at the very end, the boys become next door neighbors. <laughs> and With they, giant mansions. With giant mansions. And they invite all the other boys over for a barbecue. And then um, this does happen at the end of the end of the book. We end up seeing a commercial starring Clyde Livingston uh, for Sploosh, which is <laughs> the stinky feet odor eliminator that Stanley's dad has created full circle full circle and that has that is how both the book and the movie end (laughs) what'd you think i don't even know what happened (laughs) i mean you gotta take it for what it is i mean yeah obviously yeah (laughs) but it was i was entertained good i'm glad um i mean i think we can obviously say yes the book or the movie stayed true to the book almost too much (laughs) yeah yeah a little bit too much i think this is the closest we've had um where the the movie stayed true to the book yeah which i don't know if that had to do with the fact that it's a disney movie and usually they don't steer too far off the right. story but who knows yeah um but what do you decide book or movie uh, i gotta give it to the movie and i will say this only because had i read this book when i was younger i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more mm-hmm. now having you know read so many other books it's like it was just too 
simple, if that yeah. makes sense. Like it was like, okay, this happened. And then this happened. Right. And then this, like, it was right. very just, like, cut and dry. Yeah. Um, so, but the movie does a great job of kind of giving you everything, but also adding a little here and there. Yeah. So, I like the movie. Yeah. I'm going to go with the movie, too. I think not having read this book and kind of just having an overview of what it was, I was expecting there to be a lot more of, like, them finding things in the mm-hmm. holes. Like, I didn't know that there was this whole other backstory. Right. Um, so, yeah. But I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was... It was entertaining, and we watched it with Aaliyah, boyfriend Ray's daughter, and we cannot get her to sit through an entire movie these days, and she sat through that entire movie, and at the (laughs) end, she was like, yeah, I think I liked that one, and I was like, wow, Christmas miracle. Listen, that means you guys should watch that movie over and over and over again. (laughs) Evidently. Maybe she had a crush on Shia. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't blame her. (laughs) All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple of levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you our regular episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. Then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you also get access to our bonus exclusive content, which currently is the Firefly Lane series. Yep. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls to sign up. So next on our normal feed, we are doing the time traveler's wife. Um, I've started this. I'm about a hundred and some pages in. Better than I am. I I am having to focus on what is happening. <laughs> time continuums are very hard for me. So yeah. hopefully you're familiar with this. I've actually never seen the movie or read the book. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I was really hoping that you were going to help me out with nope. this one. So, because I think I think too hard about these sometimes. (laughs) I think sometimes you just have to let it be what it is. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Yeah. So we'll see. Love story. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. (laughs)